Houston, we have a problem. Good morning, Murray Walker. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. I came to the first one and I've been to all the other six. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Like the heart rate of skyrocketing. Gentlemen, start your engine! Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, Radio Hotman, thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry about the little, uh, um, uh, technical goodies. Radio Hotman. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Last week, I decided there were too many C-words had accidentally crept into the podcast, so I thought we might, <laughs> just, um, <laughs> might just not post it. And then on the basis that we thought it might be more newsworthy if we kept it fortnightly, up until the requirement to do it weekly or daily comes Depending about again. On, yeah, yeah. Look, the way it's been anyway, there's been plenty of coverage of everything. So well, there's been know. plenty of coverage of yeah, but it's not coverage from us anyway. Um, no, no. Just saying. Nevertheless. Let, let's get on with Radio Hot Lab episode 244. Oh, over to you, Japes. 244. To, over to you, Japes. J- don't start the Japes business again. Andrew's long gone. Well, we don't need Japes re- references anymore. So, welcome, viewers. Welcome to <laughs> episode 244 <laughs> of Radio Hot Lap. That Some may say zany, some may say idiotic podcast. Just so long as they say something. A light-hearted, and we, we need some light-heartedness right at the moment. Look at motor racing, both national and international, gadgets, tech, and barbecues. Casseroles. Yeah, stews. Yeah. Slow roasts. Um, and bugger all barbecues as bugger all barbecues but in the C word show that didn't go to air there was that reference to the leg of pork that didn't go crackling in fact there was um, and so we I'm might just have to revisit that today. Yeah, look, why don't you just quickly hit, do a quick uh, 239.999 recap or two <laughs> right. you know whatever it is <laughs> just there you go here's your notes I'll just give you the last bit alright reverse about the chef stabs man after complaint about service because, you know, Hardy loves... Uh, stabbing people. Stabbing people. If he, if he owned a restaurant, he'd be stabbing them non-stop. <laughs> I'd be basil-faulting with a sharp object. <laughs> a Sydney chef has been charged with putting a skewer through a bloke's hand after they complained about his service. Subsequent to that, he actually... He did... He went up the road. Did he? Mm. Mm. Boggo Road. Bogo Road. You went to Bogo Road, road you know, mm. and where well, you used to get life imprisonment for smoking a joint. Is that right? Yeah, under the Joe Bielke Peterson <laughs> and Russ Hinn's monikers. Uh, uh, but yeah. on the positive side, they got quite nice scones. <laughs> scones? <laughs> oh, pumpkin ones. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because they float, well, quite, float quite well through the system. Yeah, they do indeed. 
So, but I mean, all the other stuff, well, we're solving. Well, what else is oh, in that little... I can't remember. remember. It was last week. Quarterly PC ship it slammed. Yeah, well, that's what just is Windows 8, isn't it, you know? More all that stuff. More Tasmanian fluff. Yeah, well, oh, Tasmanian, you know, that's been and gone. And then last weekend, we had um, Booker Kai. Back to Booker Kai. Which, by all accounts... Well, no, I... I From thought it was an I absolute cracker television. I thing. thought it was brilliant. Very good really TV. Was. Really good, really good track. Great track. It's one of those tracks you go, now this is back to racing. This yes. is probably about the best. Watch the things move around and a bit oh, of action. It was. And they were, and were they moving around? They were. And, and there, there was there, some there was brilliant was, footage there. there. Some of the in-car footage. Upset people and, yep. and it all worked out unbelievably for uh, Jason Bryant. And yep. And uh, Team BAC and the Brad Jones Racing Organisation, the JR Cup, uh, was just... I mean... It was... It, it, the whole thing just worked really well, I thought. And, the, and the, the, the two sprint races with the two qualifying sessions back-to-back, that well, that seems to be working really well, rather than starting where they finished. That, that, mm. that whole thing is just sort of... It's just great, I think. I agree. You know, there's only... There's only one other... Um, Situation that I can think of in Australian motorsport in my memory where a trophy has been won after you know an unfortunate incident, and, and that was the death of Peter Brock, where Craig Lowndes won that Peter Brock trophy at Bathurst that year. It and that was, um, that was you know poignant yes. that that should happen, indeed, it was. But, but for it to actually go back to the, the same team, this is even, I think, even more. More relevant that it's just it's wonderful, and you can certainly see that the the, uh, the, the, the wishes mm. from um, from the rest of the teams. Everyone was, I think, everybody just had a good feeling about it. They're going, you know, th- this is really good for the sport, well, they, and they, they all felt good about it. And they all felt good about the track, you know, like the improvements that have been made with the chicane and all the rest of the stuff. Everybody was very, uh, you know, they were all basically saying that. They but it was fitting that the, the trophy should go back to go to Albury. Mm. Um, with, with those guys, and uh, you know, it was uh, the, the story. Very that, fitting, you know. The, the the Jason Richards' daughter Sienna had spoken to Jason and said, oh, "I really would like that trophy." And there yeah. she is, being <laughs> on know, the podium, awesome. and knocked the lights down. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Did you see but that? Just Did you yeah, see that it was Tio who knocked the lights down. No, I never saw that. Ew. You never saw I must it? have fast forwarded through that bit. Oh my god! Because I'd seen the podium and then just no, no. The, the, he got Jason got up on the podium and yeah. jumped up and hit, hit the, the hit the fluoros and the fluoro covers shattered and went everywhere. Everyone's having a big crack up out of it. Must have been sixty four times. You must have been. You're working on another and project. Then just stopped it at the wrong moment after that had happened. Yeah. So, but no, it was it was an all round good weekend. And there was some uh, the, the TV coverage. I have to say, was excellent. Particularly the little bits they threw in. Doctor Reynolds was superb. When <laughs> Scott just about Pye got everybody doing a well, job, they haven't did. they? And they got Scott Pye doing those interviews, and then Dave Reynolds actually ended up interviewing Scott Pye, which yeah. was just sensational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the herding sheep thing. I mean, who would have ever thought that we would have been sitting there laughing? At bloody Aussie drivers versus Kiwi drivers herding sheep in the middle of a V8 telecast, and and, I, and, and the Aussie drivers did heaps better. I know, didn't they? they absolutely. And what's the matter with those sheep? They were going to jump at the bloody posts. So it was pretty jumping all over the place. 
Yeah. So, no, so I think it was good. I, I was actually quite... Well, Moffat didn't have quite as much lipstick on. <laughs> we lips that big, does he need lipstick? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like, it just looks like sheep around. Yeah. You know what, you, know, you can't get a decent lamb chop. In New Zealand? In Copenhagen's where you need to go. Because right? <laughs> they import the best ones. <laughs> Uh, so, no, it was a bright Tanda. I mean, Tanda, who would have thought Tanda was going to come second in, well, for the whole round? Not, not only that, on. who would have thought that you would have seen um, HRT um, up, twice up for a podium and then yep. Courtney the week before? Mm. Yeah, well, they're coming back. So, it's the A-team. And uh, the chin didn't have a great weekend, but he came third overall. No, so I think it's that good. haircut. You reckon it's that haircut? So who is that? Can you tell him to go away? Goes down he possesses it. Do you need to take it? Hello, you. All right, uh, Danny. We're we're doing a radio show. Would you like to be part of it and tell us about what you're doing when you're coming up to Barbagallo? Uh, all right, hang on a sec. Well, uh, good evening, viewers. We've got. Danny, I love a state Bazazzi. He's rocketing through the field this this year in the Utes. He's yes. off to Barbagello. Yep. Um, hopefully, won't get thrown off the Qantas flight like both of us did last year. But uh, <laughs> mate, uh, it's a place you like to go. What do you think? I can't wait. I'm looking forward to Barbagello. I think it'd be a fantastic trip. It's just a beautiful town. <laughs> do you think? You think we should try and get thrown off the flight again? No, we'll be alright. We'll definitely go different flights. We'll make it easier. That was a good flight, actually. <laughs> <laughs> they had to land because they'd run out of scotch. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're right about that. It's fun. I'm actually going to end up a week earlier. Go a week earlier. All right, good work. But uh, as the school holidays over your way, you'd be uh, you'd be down at lawn or something, wouldn't you? Look, you did 50 laps the other day up at Eastern Creek. Obviously, you you know you're trying to get a bit of speed and consistency there. What's the what's the game plan this year as opposed to last year? Well, got a new car. I'm just really trying to iron the bugs out of it. It's not really working the way I'd like. So physically, we've actually obviously upgraded the Motec to it, and we're actually going to do a fair bit of data analysis tomorrow, put new tyres on it. When you were at Bathurst last year, you you started to take a real interest in data. Is that something that you've, you, you know, and, and data is something new that's also come to the Ute Championship in the last two or three years, um, proper engine management systems. Is that something that you're now spending a lot more time and energy on? Well, it gives you actually breaking points. I'm actually going to really concentrate on camera breaking points and, and seeing what... Um, making uh, getting the car the performance out of it and obviously it's all about obviously coming into the corner and out of the corner that's the major, major part of it and we're going to count tyres making sure we don't burn the tyres up and so forth the, um, watching the New Zealand Utes the other day from uh, Pukekohe bit of a bit of a, um, a poor showing only 13 cars uh, your uh, friend Chris Walton taking out the round victory I think with uh, winning the second and third race 
a bit of bit of slim slim pickings there in terms of a field. I don't know what's going on. So um, you'll obviously be keen to get in and smash up a few cars. <laughs> Anyway, of getting money out of you, there will always be a deal, won't there? Oh, and if they, they want money, that's exactly right. Now, now, now Dan, Danny, just we all know you're a bit of a barbecue specialist when it comes to cooking a good old piece of pork, and you want Mr. Crispy to come out to play. What's your uh, secret trick, mate? No, uh, we'll keep it a secret. Keep it a secret. <laughs> Come on, you're so hard. I've him, been trying you. to get him for months him. now, you know. I yeah. thought I could lure him in like that. If I tell you guys my secret, then it's not a secret. Then it's, you just broke it all secret. All right, well, oh, I promise, right, I promise I'll turn the microphone off. <laughs> we won't tell the rest not of the public what's going on. I'm struggling on the intelligence side, but no, definitely a secret comes off. So, have you... Uh, <laughs> yeah, so do we. I know. Particular the stuff we cook at Bathurst when you're on a good night. See, that's what happens when you get your mate's baits over, pouring through data, winding you up. <laughs> yeah, no, well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> yeah. All right, mate, so look, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll have to let you go, but stay on the line. I'll get you a dress because we've got a little something special to send out for you. He's a bit of a laugh. <laughs> he is. <laughs> right, Danny, yep, so, he's, uh, we've, had, we've had him on bad days, and uh, I, he, never will he come back on bad days again, because, no. you know, once he's, once he's done bad days, and when we all come good again, you go, listen, that yeah, doesn't work anymore. Yeah. You, you know, but it can't work second yeah. time round. No, <laughs> you just go, shut up. up. <laughs> anyway. Right, now. Uh, that's good. You've got... So, I have the, the, something. This... Well, I put something up on the website for uh, particularly all the South Australian viewers. Um, this weekend, it's the uh, Malala round of the Shannons National Series. And um, there's some good racing, looks like, that's going to be going on. Uh, the V8, uh, the Kumo Tyres V8 production series, production car series. Um, or is it called Touring Car Series? I must get it right. Uh, GT3 Car- Carrera um, Cut Lunch. It's not. It's not actually called. Cup. It's called challenge now. Yeah, yeah, no, they're, they're, they're lower. They're not the current 2013, yeah. 12 spec Carrera Cup lunch cars. Yeah. So anyway, we've got a couple of uh, local guys. I know we spoke to Dan Day last year, and we've put a couple of posts up on the website about about what he's doing. And he switched from rallying to uh, to the V8s this year, uh, first year in in a Ford. And uh, I thought we might give him a buzz and see how he's going and what his plans for the weekend are. Sounds like a good idea, JP. Well, can you organise it? I shall. Right, so viewers, I've just uh, made the dreaded phone call and uh, we've got Dan Day on the line. Why is it a dreaded phone call? Anything's dreaded. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like an English level of negativity. It is an English level. G'day, Dan. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good. So, mate, you've got a big weekend coming up. Yeah, we have. Um, definitely looking forward to it, driving a bit, this car around my home track, so that's really good. 
Well, you had a pretty good run uh, over in Sydney, so uh, with your home track and all the testing you've done here, you should uh, should be looking pretty good for uh, for a decent result this weekend, we'd like to think. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we definitely had a good run in Sydney. Um, it was obviously tricky because it's a new track to me, so... Um, I'm really looking forward to this weekend. We've done plenty of testing in this car and this track. And I'm um, uh, really looking forward to it. There's plenty of competition out there, so that no, should be a good fun. Now, hang on a minute, JP. Well, the last time we caught up with Dan and his yeah. father for lunch at the yeah. Edinburgh Hotel, there was talk of him going into the Kermo series, but that was all that we, we knew. And, yep. and, and he'd been doing... Uh, Rallying as well, which I, yes. I, I assume he'd be continuing to do. Are we saying that Dan's now gone into doing, basically bought uh, an, an XV8 supercar and he's running in the Kermo series? Don't you read the website? No. <laughs> yeah, because that's exactly what he's doing. Well, well Dan, you so got to bring us up to speed, mate. Tell Hardy what car you've got and where it came from. An ex John Bow car. Yeah, JB. Yeah, it's a JB. <laughs> car. Well, he's a bit untidy. He's <laughs> <laughs> very untidy. <laughs> JB's very untidy if he doesn't get a glass of wine immediately after getting out of the car. <laughs> That's good, mate. Um, look, I think. Uh, have you drunk, have you run the car around Melilar at all? Or, or? yeah, we've done um, a couple of test days so far. It's gone well, but we've got a few new things to try tomorrow and Friday. Um, before the racing, so just a few car changes. But um, I think we'll be right down there with the top guys, so well, should be good. That sounds good. What's the basic, what's the plan for the year? Just sort of get an understanding of how these, these cars work on the tyres, downforce, keep out of yeah. trouble and just have a look at what we're uh, going to do for next year? Yeah, definitely. Well, coming from the rolling, it's just a big eye for us all, um, especially... Even just working in the car itself is just totally different to what we're used to. <laughs> yes, um, it's not learning lot so far, and um, yeah, this year's about learning learning about super cars and driving them. And then wouldn't love to be in the Dunlop series next year or the year after. Fantastic, mate. How do you find the level of grip coming from a rally car? Oh yeah, it's just totally different. You're not you're not allowed to be sideways in these cars, but I have been a few times and been told off, but. Um, Look, I'm um, getting the hang of it pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I think you will, Dan. I think that anyone who comes from from dirt in cars to uh, yep. to bitumen, much like anyone who comes like um, from a, a, a motorcycle, uh, even off road or on road background, yeah. can, can probably make that adaption to four wheels, yep. um, as opposed to being the other way around. I I think that you know if you if, you, if you've been doing rallying or dirt bikes, you know you're getting all your data from the from the you know yeah, the seat of your pants and yeah. um, and you just feed that it just just becomes part of you the way you are so yeah, I think sure. that I think you'll go good with it so yeah no it's a good strategy man like just doing that and you know like yeah. you know well, we've already had a couple couple of slides and haven't spun the car so I've been able to catch it so no it's been good yeah, with with the with the car control you need in rallying, I guess you've probably definitely got an advantage there when things do start to go a bit pear shaped. Oh, definitely. Yeah, the, in fact, in speaking the of rallying, go on. The rallying was um, the rallying was great last year because pretty much any form of motorsport where you can have your co-driver as your mentor right next to you in the car, so no, it's definitely worthwhile. 
So page 10 today, I think, page 11, was it, in uh, the advertiser? There you are. Um, doing yeah, a bit yeah, of that's promo a stuff. opportunity. Um, thanks to Ryan Jones and Ivor um, oh. for organising that. So uh, it's good to, to put the car in there and help out the guys from Little Heroes. So that's uh, good. Uh, good for you. And uh, yeah. now... There's another young South Australian, as it, I think it was, it's been referred to in uh, some of the articles, uh, Josh Keane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Josh Keane, yeah. And it's his first year in, and he's in a Commodore, and you're in a Ford, so we've got sort of a, a local V8 supercar event. Yeah, definitely, very, yeah. And, are you... and his experience is definitely pretty high. He's on this green car all of last year. Right. In the Shannon series, so he's um, had plenty of experience of um, doing circuit racing, so uh, it should be good. And do you do you sort of knock around together because you're both rookies? Yeah, yeah, we're pretty much doing similar times, and we always seem to find each other during each race. So yeah, it's good. Uh, so I think we'll both be up with the top guys um, during this this round this weekend. Being our home track. Yeah. But, uh, look. Best of luck this weekend out there at Mallow. I hope the weather's going to be kind to you. It probably will be. But probably yep. the most important question that, you know, and you don't need to answer it because it could incriminate you, is um, yeah. uh, have you got some hot grid girls um, and, and or are you substituting a girlfriend uh, for the project? Yeah, I'm hoping uh, Dad's organised that for me, so I'll put the request in, so hopefully that comes through this weekend. <laughs> that's an excellent answer. Getting the head in the shit over. Put it. the request in. That's it. Yeah, make it Sean's problem. And but you've got to have a go at him if he doesn't deliver. You know that, don't yeah. you? <laughs> I think it's probably prudent that we get Brett Middleton on the phone later on and just wind him up over it as well. Cause yeah. go, Mate, look, your sticker's on on there. If it all goes good, you can be. And if it all goes bad, you'll be there. So. <laughs> all right, mate. Yeah. Best of well, luck. Best of luck on the weekend, Dan. Great to talk to you. And uh, we might catch up with you again next week or the week after and find out how you went. Fantastic. Cheers, Dan. Thanks, mate. Thanks. He seems like he's listening up when his dad's not around. Although he's in the background. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm trying to join you. Don't that's mention what, them. That's what dad's doing. I'm going to lose half the business. You've got to give him a chance. Look, I'll tell you what, I think I'll it's going to be a great weekend because there's just so many categories racing. And, you know, you think, I've put it on, on, the, on the website. If you read the article on the website, all these poor blokes were in the middle of the school holidays. Here, Danny Bazazic might have finished his blooming school holidays over in, in Victoria. But over here, it's the middle weekend, and there are going to be all these blokes getting home on Friday Danny night. Bazazic's never going to be out of... And the missus is going to say, I've had the bloody kids all week. They're on holiday. What are you going to do with them on the weekend? Well, take them off to Malala. It's free entry for kids under 14. And a very reasonable twenty-five bucks per day, or forty bucks for the weekend for uh, anybody who rocks up. Yeah, right. So, well, JP, um, look, it is seven thirty p.m. and um, I've it just is. got I've just got an email come in from ProDrive in um, uh, in the UK, UK uh, yeah. which a uh, good smelly friend. Alan oh right, Stinky yes. Simonson has won the opening round of the opening round of the World Endurance Championship uh, for Aston Martin, and so all the photography is just turning up right now. So I think that the best thing we do is that I just create a folder here, get it to serve all the stuff into it, and um, we, we go down to Chuckleball Charles. Yep. 
and continue because there's a bit to talk about. There is a bit to talk about. All right, what well, we'll go down there and uh, tell Charles that we want what we're going to have curry or. <laughs> well, we will tell him. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll see what he's yeah, got uh, to hang offer. Hang on, let me just uh, AM. Uh, right. And continue down there. Uh, yeah, what? Oh, that's it, that's it. Right. Oh, what's with that? Oh, I don't want you. Just just do it. But no. It's all right, you can talk amongst yourselves now, viewers. Right, okay. While Hardy's doing go, all this. We'll be back in touch in no, just no, no, a no, minute. No, 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 leave him. Oh, hold on. Are we leaving? I'm just... Okay. It's... It, I didn't know that they wanted to hear you getting frustrated <laughs> in front of the computer. What, I'm frustrated? It's got a spinning beach ball of death. Too many images. Perhaps so. I didn't know the ducks. I hope the ducks are not coming at all. I hope to be the chicken. Should be chicken. Well, that's what I ordered. Well, then I hope it's chicken. But here we are. Jake, we are. Tell it. Chuckle the Charles's. You know, it, it, the food is unbelievable. But, you know, you basically get the, the piece of orange to clean your mouth out before you've had the soup. <laughs> you know, let alone the other courses. It's, it's, sort of, it's great food, but it's completely bungled time delivery. <laughs> bungled? Good word. So, uh, anyway, I was saying before, like, uh, yeah, old old sneaky Al just uh, got in there and, um, and won the opening round of the um, mm. World Endurance Championship for Aston Martin at Silverstone last weekend, driving the all Danish 95 yes, uh, Vantage yep. with, uh, uh, in the GTM class, okay, so remember, right. remembering that, that it's about the, the, the pro and the M class differ in that you have Different, different levels of skill set, so there are some right. concessions made between pro drivers like Alan yep. and amateur gentleman style drivers in Christian uh, Poulsen and, uh, and Christopher Nygaard. Are uh, they both amateurs? I didn't realise that. Well, one is a little, one is highly more highly rated than the other, right. but sufficient to say that neither of them are pro category. Right. But when it comes to writing checks, they're pro. <laughs> um, it, it's also it, it, it's actually been a bit of a funny week for Alan because he's also driving uh, uh, the German. Oh, Sure, exactly what's going on there. It's the VLN Championship, which is around Nurburgring, the old Nordstrike, right. and also Carrera Cup, Cup Germany endurance races with Lars Eric's daughter Christina. Oh, right. So yep. Lars has sold apparently most of the airline, 100 million euros. Maldivian Airlines, yeah. Maldivian. <laughs> and that's so like he's, by the, so he's bought a brand new 2013 spec 99 uh, 911 uh, GT3R or whatever. L sort of, sort of part of the deal. Again, I'm not sure if it's a pro or a cookie. Might as well. A, you might as well. It's a it's a pro am series, but what do you know? Pro am 
game series. Well, in the case that, that Alan is a pro, uh, again, yeah. but, uh, and, and Christina is not, although she's come up. But she's through, got some experience, though, hasn't she? Yeah, but she's come up through karting. She's you know she's only like you know she's only 21. Right. She's come up through karting and she's going through the the European ranks and, and, and much like Dominic's uh, brother uh, Mario Farnbacher and, and, and so on like that. And they've got great tracks to learn on, so, so, so why wouldn't you do that? In fact, it's, a, it's such a good actual... Uh, it's a good reminder that there are some, some very good females operating in, in motorsport lately. I mean, we've seen Danica Patrick, um, without a doubt, would have to be like number one you know, in the world to be able to come um, qualified on pole for... Uh, uh, the Daytona 500 and was with, certainly within touch of winning it um, falling back probably from third through to fifth uh, sorry, to eighth on the last lap so certainly you know let me tell you she was just as likely as any of them to lead it it was all about a drafting game and being and she was on the outside so she was shut out she couldn't move from her position to be able to take advantage of it I can only imagine the words going through the cabin. <laughs> um, absolutely. And yeah, you've seen uh, some very good uh, recent performances from uh, uh, Simone's uh, De Silvestre in, in uh, Indy. Mm-hmm. Indy racing. And um, uh, we've got Molly Taylor, I think, who's now moving in and doing a, a WRC2 sort of round. Of course, our, our good old good friend Sammy Stevens is driving the zero car at Target Tasmania uh, the, the, this week. So, um, and, and there's plenty of others that I've forgotten. Well, there are, and there's Susie Wolf, of course. Susie, now, interesting you should say Susie Wolf because also there's Beats Cavissa, who's now in the uh, Red Bull Young Driver program. Who? Bitska Visser, she's a German girl, had plenty of experience, lots of winning. Plenty of experience of what? Of winning what? If she's a good German girl, what would she have been winning? In uh, a junior, junior formulas over, the, over in Germany. My apology, I didn't know, know that. I didn't know where the journey saw that would you like to try something different? Oh, we're, oh, we're out. We'll stay with this for now. We'll, yeah, we'll let you know. Yeah. yeah. Great, thank you. It's all good. It's all right. No worries. Um, anyway, so she's in the Red Bull Young Driver program. But the interesting thing about all of this, and Susie Wolf in particular, is the fact that I don't know whether you heard, but during the week, Sterling Moss got himself in huge shit <laughs> because he was doing. I hadn't heard that he had, but I could see that he was going to by basically saying women didn't have the aptitude. I haven't actually heard right. any of the fallback well, from it, that. It but was, he'd be, he'd be, he'd be, where did that come from? And it was a uh, a, a radio interview he did on um, BBC Five or something in the UK. How old is he though? Seventy-eight or something now. That's Somewhere right. around there. You've got to be in the eighties to get away with that. Anyway, apart from the fact that he got slated by just about every man and his dog, 
Susie Wolf came out and basically said, I've got a lot of respect for uh, for Sir Sterling and a lot of the things he says, but he was just he came totally out of left field there and he's totally wrong and rah, 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 rah. I don't, I don't think anyone can disagree with that. No, I don't think so either. I don't think that he actually... Um, I don't think he meant it in a truly derogatory manner. But I think he just... He, he just, just really showed the era that he's come from and couldn't have heard the way that they think about it. Sorry, JP, this can't be good, isn't it? It is, excellent. I can't talk, Yeah, it's fair to say that I think... <laughs> yeah, he, just, he, he did make remarks out of an era where it was very... Um, well, it was a boys' club, wasn't it? That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but nevertheless, keeps the publicity wheels turning. I think... It does, it does piss me off, doesn't it? It piss you off. It's sort of, like you ask for this, it's all there and it's not there. And then, they go back and find out with the frickin' dishes available before they serve you the hottest dish after it's meant to be delivered after the mildest dish. And so they go, where do you go with it? You know that you really got what else would you like? Some balls and what did you just tell us what you've got? <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll find that out soon enough. I haven't heard an, I actually haven't heard that much enormous negative oh sorry I'm not, I'm not yeah, that's all right. enormous negativity I, yeah, I haven't heard all the blab from that yet you, if you go to the Telegraph online in the UK they've actually got a full Full page, basically, article about it, which is it's good. It's a good read. Definitely worth. Mm. Just go to telegraph.co.uk. Yeah, but as I mate, who would under who would like have any like who would, who would think that any any newspaper out of the UK would have any credibility? Mm. More rightfully, wouldn't it? Oh, have a look at that. Yep. <coughs> Thank you. Well, the poly newspapers are pretty good at um, getting on the sensationalist wagon. JP, I'm going to have to pause this for a minute because it's just so damn good. It's rather an unusual moment where we have to actually shut off the podcast because the curry's so damn good. And so hot, which it was. But it was very, very pleasant, I have to say. And it was a little bit noisy in there, background-wise. It was nice to see Chuckle and Charles with so many people in the restaurant tonight. Yeah, and isn't it funny how a tiny bit of success and all the marketing... Well, no, we've got to take over the world. Take over the world. <laughs> Unlike Sterling Moss, as you were basically saying, who that's right. Clearly, you'd see that was clearly going to be a foot and mouth disease job. Well, definitely, but you know that's the era that he comes from, and that's his opinion. So whatever. The rest of us have all moved on, I think. And Susie Wolf definitely has. <laughs> anyway, so so talking of 
F1, which we sort of were in a roundabout yeah, sort of Yeah, we were way. getting to it. We were getting there. The weekend. The weekend. Alonso, back up there. Well, I think nice Alonso's always going to be, you know... Nice to see. He's a wily character. Oh, he's he, very, uh, very shrewd, isn't yeah, he? You, you can know, just tell. He, uh, he's always going to feature... Yeah. Um, the fact that he just he does not DNF mm. unless he doesn't DNF through his own, own through his own mistakes. No. He gets taken out. He has a mechanical. Yeah. Um, Unlike poor Mister Weber. Yeah. But they yeah, you know, has been covered by a million other people. Uh, yeah, it has been covered by there. a million other people. Um, and let's just on an aside to that, you know, that once again this well, now more in the. In the public sphere is the discussion of whether he will go and do a, a five-year works program with Porsche, which Porsche have denied today. Uh, yeah, well, of course, of course they would deny. It. Mm. Of course, nothing's would. been done. We haven't even spoken to him hardly. <laughs> no, the point is that why would one, you know, all these things are totally quiet. Why would either side impend their development by making an early announcement? Well, exactly, especially this early Both, the both programs, either Weber's continuation in Formula One as a 2014 thing, well, his own admission, I don't make announcements now. Yep. And Porsche's LMP project is, is later on. There's ample amounts of test drives around, and GT will be much more GT familiar. And prototype familiar than, than, than Mark will be. True. Um, it's just just simply a uh, a rumour. And whilst his unfortunate days of uh, with Mercedes with the the CLK yeah. LMP1 backflippers twice <laughs> in one weekend in '99 Le Mans doesn't mean that he would be um, unwilling to get back into a car. Again, quite at, 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 at that place, but um, or at that level, it's fair to say that uh, it's fair to say that no one needs to be making an announcement. I would think that if look, the Porsche LMP1 project does not need Mark Webber, true. There are oodles of equally or more. Um, GT talented drivers, sports car drivers. Yeah, that's right. So, I can't see a particular reason why that's been mm. been, been been linked to it. But um, once again, the mainstream media got onto it really snappily. The mainstream, because it's and all... so everybody comes up and says to you, "Hey, what about Mark Webber, Porsche? Hey, what? Yeah, get out of here!" And, and you know, he, here yet, yet again another example of the mainstream media being completely. Um, uh, uh, out of control with their reporting. Mm. Um, so they report that yesterday's event in Boston is a terrorist event. Well, mm. no, we, we don't know that yet. We don't know that. But if you if you but, want my opinion, it's a single one solitary it doesn't, it doesn't, nutcase. It, no, but what the, they they go, it's a terrorist event. Mm. But yeah. they put an inverted comma, a single inverted yeah. comma. Mm. So if you watch maybe watch it. Know all about that, um, which means that it's actually not really what it says it is. Mm. But they get away with it. Yeah. It's just sickening. Oh well. So there we go. Technology-wise, what's been happening? Well, um, I suppose 
last couple of weeks, there's been some interesting things happening in the Android space, JP, and well, give it a little bit of time for it to sort of settle down. We've talked about this. Android has come, or rather, um, uh, Facebook have come up with a, a home screen, yeah, effectively Facebook. a layer that runs over the top of an Android phone, a mop, you know, like 411 operating yep. system, one of the latest. And all the tech bullshit are all already saying, oh, they're in talks with Apple. The tech bullshit? To put it on iOS. <laughs> no, that's not where I was going. Right. It's basically, it was a layer of, of visual communications. It allowed you to get to your social media content Basically, your home screen became your lock screen, which is a totally different sort of scenario in its own right. Your lock screen looks different to your home screen. Right. You unlock your lock screen to see your home screen. Yes. So suddenly your lock screen is being refreshed and populated by content. That you can then look at and choose whether or not you unlock. Or anyone. To interact. Or, or anyone else can look at it. There's right. no privacy. Yeah. And fundamentally, there's no battery life indicator whilst <laughs> the screen is in locked mode. Right. So, yet everybody can see all the social media content going by. Look, it's all very great. It's all very good if you're in a trusting, controlled little box world, but... Mm. I'm a bit concerned about that. Yes, doesn't doesn't seem I don't know like a good idea to me. But then I'm not a Facebook person anyway. Well, you, 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 but according you, to the youngsters of today, Facebook's passe already anyway. Oh really? And what are they saying? Well, considering you're not a Facebook person, yet you're making that comment. Well, you but must only know. because I've read some some crap where better commentators than I. In the technology sphere. Now, hang on, JP. Let's just rewind that up a little bit before you get into it. You go, I'm not a Facebook person, but according to what I hear from the younger people, from one of the younger people, is that Facebook's in the past and the crap that I read, so there's a lot of negativity going on. You're right, there is a lot of negativity. I'm not not saying, Uh, I'm just going, you you are being a very. It's a very. A bit flippant. Do you really know much about the subject? Not a lot. Right. So you're just taking up word space here. No, I'm just basically saying what I've read. Which is what? Which was an article that I read today written by as a, a technology specialist, journalist, who made the statement that younger people that he is associated with and his youngest son already saying... Facebook's for oldies. We don't go there. Well, which, you know, if you look at the cycle of the way things move, particularly in your teenage years and how you don't want to be... Whilst you're happy to be a sheep in one respect, you want to be out there and different in another respect, is is quite a believable statement. You know... It's moments like these, apart from needing minties. Yes. You need, we need to get folks on the white ant line. Ah, oh, definitely got to be the white ant line. <laughs> because he, he loves his white ant line. <laughs> but he's always got stuff to say. In, you know, in these af- afternoons and evenings where we're sort of, I don't know, just you, you're just breathless because you're going off to Kangaroo Island and I'm just 
<laughs> yeah, sure. Breathless. Time. I'm breathless because you yeah. wanted jam whistles. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you haven't paid me for. And I will. Surely. Yeah. I reckon we should just uh, wait to get Fogs on the line. Well, I think we probably should get Fogs actually, because he might have a different slant on this social media thing. Because you know he is a guru. So we get the folks on, eh? Yeah. The old folks. Hello. Jeez, where, where did that photo come from? The loud folks. <laughs> you must have edited up your own ID. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Never All I was seeing is a dog in a jumper. <laughs> a jumper or a you cardigan? See, you see what I have to put up with when oh, I have no. to go over and get him into frickin' lounges he can't get into. I have to go to New Zealand. He didn't have a pass to get it. Oh, hello, he folks. How are you? He's boxed up. Oh, yeah. You've got an itchy nose, folks. Yeah, very. <laughs> Good evening, gentlemen. Having a late one, are we? No. We're... Well, we've sort of done a three-parter tonight, and this is the last section. You, is that a we closing? sort of had a, had dinner in between, part two and part three. Well, I've just come back from dinner, so your timing is impeccable. As usual. Was your... Hello, JP. Haven't seen you for ages. Yeah, I haven't seen you yeah. since Clipsal, folks. He's been How busy are you? preparing content. Since the Clipsal, yeah. The Clipsal, that's right. <laughs> yeah, see, you've been to Unzud since then. Along Twice. How lucky am I? Himself, yes. Uh, dear. <laughs> and he lost the go-kart race too oh, did, oh I never heard about that <laughs> I lapped everyone Lapped Such a fighter He's such a fighter I'm not going to have falsehoods <laughs> He's absolutely Stand down over the globe I lapped everyone yeah you, lapped, you, yeah you lapped me On the basis that the first one I went out with They forgot to turn the fuel on and they pulled another card out. That's how you got past me. So, yes, you did lap me on the basis of so standing. More after that. I was standing it's on the side more. of the track, like waving you through. Selective memory. <laughs> You're done. I get down. But it was. On the only card track in the world I've ever been on when you're, where you're flat in every corner. <laughs> Is that right? But it, was, yeah, it, was like, it was like having an oval race without an oval. <laughs> it, it, it was. Yeah, and it was, was a bit pussy like that, wasn't it? But it was very particularly excellent is to sending James Phelps out to do a bit of gardening. Yeah. And, and, and weaving around the workers as they completed the track was fun as well. <laughs> The, the, uh, the concept of OH&S doesn't seem to have reached across the Tasman, or certainly not to Ireland's Motorsport Park. Anyway. I, well, that's I, probably a good idea. I think, folks, that the OH&S uh, non-compliance was, uh, was uh, quite uh, clearly stipulated at that moment when, as we went to Botswana Butchery on the uh, Monday night, and uh, you were there standing out in the street looking like a shag on the rock, having a, a durry, and they said... Excuse me, sir. Come inside and join us. This is not Australia. Yeah, it was very refreshing. Be encouraged. Almost, it's almost enough to make you move there. Almost. Almost. <laughs> Except 
<laughs> Except for the cost of the broadband. <laughs> it was. So, anyway, what have you been up to, sir? You've been to New Zealand. We've done a little bit of a story on it. What's what's the what's the undercurrent of skullduggery after New Zealand? V8s. Well, it was interesting racing and certainly incident-packed. Um, the return to Pukekohe, the, the the new track layout didn't destroy the you know the essential character of the track particularly. So that was a reasonably good job and maybe opened up a couple of passing moves. War going on between Wind Cup and Winterbottom that was um, ugly in the best sense. Best possible sense of the word. I don't think um, Alex livens things up. Alex, hopefully that rivalry will continue and get um, nastier. <laughs> well, we need, you know, we need a bit of um, angriness out on the track. So yeah, we need a bit. And some good results, you know. Excellent drive by young Scott McLaughlin, who's some um, the maturity he showed in that victory was uh, exceptional, and yeah, just building on the good performances so far. And, and we had the, the very emotional win by Jason Bright in the end to clinch the Jason Richards Memorial Trophy. So that was a tearjerker. The light, the light smashing Memorial Trophy. <laughs> you really hooked on to that light smashing. You didn't, didn't you? see that. No. No, I didn't see either photos. What did I miss? I, I can't believe you, you didn't. See, I told you this the other day. Yet to look at the coverage again, that when Jason got up onto the onto the podium and did a punch into the air, he actually punched the, the fluoro tube above and the and all the casings off the fluoros like smashed and fell down upon upon everybody, which they all was like humorous. Pomp and ceremony. Mm. I guess you had to be there. It's a bit of a Joe Saywood <laughs> thing, is it? I guess you had to be there. I didn't see it, but then I wasn't watching the telecast. I was actually there. Right. Oh, that's right. And obviously yeah. not in front of the podium. But in terms of skullduggery and gossip and scandal and anything sexy in the background, it was a bit of a dead duck weekend, really. Yeah. Um, News-wise, it was a dead loss. Everything seems to have ground to a halt intrigue-wise behind the scenes. I'm sure there's plenty going on, but nothing obvious. And it was a big... It was a good crowd... I'm not buying that it was as big as they claim. I, I can't believe 41,000 and well, on Sunday and 40 on Saturday seemed unrealistic to me. In fact, I was told by some of the local Kiwi journalists that the place would be packed to the rafters with 30,000, so mm. do the math. But it was a healthy crowd, and it's good to be back in Pukekohe and the bright lights of Auckland, or, well, I suppose you could see them. 30 kilometres away? that uh, in your recent column that we uh, put up on Radio Hotlap. Um, have you got any more to add on that, folks? Because it sort of, can you, 
simplify that down a little bit for, for some of the viewers. More money going out than is coming in. Just that simple. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. people people see the television coverage and they go, it all looks very glossy and everything like that. It does. But between New Zealand and Barbagallo three weeks away, there's a lot of dirty, long nights, you know, not wearing shiny shirts, no TV, no, no, no nice times that go on between these events. And I perhaps it's fair to say, folks, and I'm sure you well know, that many of the drivers, certainly the younger ones, perhaps people like Scott McLaughlin, would be actually getting their hands dirty fixing the cars. Uh, Scott McLaughlin certainly would. He's doing his apprenticeship at Gary Rogers Motors, uh, Motorsport, <laughs> which... Gary Rogers Motors. Sounds <laughs> like a shock car dealer, doesn't he, it? He is an old used car dealer and he did have Gary Rogers <laughs> the, motors. the only thing you got wrong with that was his Gary Rogers Motors. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, part of the deal there is when you're a new rookie driver, you uh, you uh, work on the shop floor, so um, he won't be uh, swanning around like a lot of the other drivers and you know having lattes with his mates. He'll be actually putting in time on the shop floor. But um, looks like it'll be worth it, and I don't think he'll be doing it for much more than a year. He shows some um, definite promises. Well, he could be. The most oh, exceptional new young talent since Craig Lowndes. Mm. Um, have you uh, oh, snatched him up to, to start uh, for the book rides? That might be a little early, but um, it's a good thought. Oh, sign him no. up now, folks. You'd be in front. I mean, it could, it, it, think about him and then, then it, think about someone else to be a trilogy. <laughs> I don't, what? I don't, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. <laughs> 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 Um, with a little bit of a deviation on that, folks. Um, we were talking a little before. Um, some inappropriate comments from Sterling Moss. <laughs> and what, has anyone surprised? No, no, we're not either. <laughs> at all. No, he's we're not either. I mean, you know, he's, they race he's, together. He's entitled to be and, and inappropriate. His, his view on the world is rather different than ours, much less. Um, <laughs> What are the new champions? Gen Z or something? No, I don't even know what. Gen Y's club. What, no. what are those young folk yeah. called? <laughs> like whippersnappers. Yeah, I thought the Gen X's were the young folk, but no. No, we're past Gen Z. Uh, we must be. Yeah, but no. We're just regen. So it was, you know, I mean, it was politically incorrect for him to say it, but good on him. I mean, that's what he thinks. Um, and. He's entitled to his opinion, so most people would disagree, but uh, um, he's a legend. He can say what he wants, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I said to JP, how old is he? You said 78, how 78. old is he? 78. Is he 78? No, I think he's 80-something, isn't he? Is he? Is he oh, I would have thought. Yeah. I thought that would have been an appropriate yeah. statement for an 80-year-old. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Maybe well, he's, oh, it's That's his upbringing. He's talked mm. that look, and it obviously hasn't changed. So, you know, he's a... In that sense, yes, we would think he's a bit of a Luddite, but really, um, well, I mean, you could suggest that... I did see it suggested somewhere that he's just, you know... I mean, he's become a silly old sausage. That's probably a bit harsh, but there may be a grain of truth in it. I mean, this is... We are talking about the guy who did walk into a, 
Lift shaft. The lift shaft in his um, multi-storey apartment in Mayfair and fell down the lift shaft because the lift wasn't there. I mean, it might just be me, but I booked first, you know. I guess he didn't. I guess he didn't pick up his two hundred. He's 200. Well, passing go, which is directly after Mayfair. Oh, and Monopoly, yes, very yeah. good. I haven't played Monopoly for a long time, so I didn't remember that. Do you but know how to look? Well spotted there, Johnny. Yeah. Yes. Very so, I thought we were going to talk about Facebook. Well, well we, that, was the, that was where we all started, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Jake, so, lead on. So I read this article today, folks, written by someone who's supposedly a technology guru, journalist, whatever, saying that the young, maybe we're talking Generation Z, the uh, the youngsters of today, and I'm ta- I, I believe I'm talking early teens rather than uh, late teens or early twenties, uh, already think that Facebook's passe and only for old people. Do you uh, think they that would that's... if they knew what passe meant, but yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> well, apparently it is old hat. I mean, I was mortified to learn from my now 19-year-old son a year, maybe two years ago, that, you know, email was certainly passe. You know, I've only just got the grips with that. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, kids are moving on so far, so rapidly now, they get bored easily and they're, they're just ripping through things like Facebook and Twitter. They're looking for the next new thing. Yep. So I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, I'm ambivalent towards Facebook at the best of times. I have a Facebook wall, I believe it's called. I don't know. Um, and I use it for purely voyeuristic reasons. Voyeuristic you know, I watch reasons, right. what everyone else is doing, all the people that I've friended or friended me. Does that involve, like, like any sort of and, you, and it's, it's, a, it's an interesting insight into into what they're up to. You know, some of it is just completely inane rubbish. That's right. Um, some of it's quite useful and revealing and, and interesting, but for the most part, it's just you know, it's just a lot of extraneous chatter. Um, tweet is much the same, only better or worse depending on your perspective. Better because it's limited to what 140 characters. Yeah, 140. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it limits the foolishness that can be <laughs> emanated. Um, but it's just, it's a constant stream yep. of, you know, what's going on and, and what people are doing. And, I mean, it's an exaggeration, but, you know, you, you get people reporting on the fact that, oh, I'm off to the toilet now. Well, who needs to know that? Exactly. And a lot of it is that. But, anyway, these things evolve. It has its uses. Um, kids are very socially connected and this is their main form of communication now and it's 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 probably superseded texting as well because in my experience teenagers these days would rather text than talk true uh, so they're moving on to whatever's next but i don't know what is next what what follows what's the next big thing after twitter and facebook it's a, it is an interesting discussion folks um and jokes aside i can tell you that a significant amount of the business that I, I have done in, in the world of motorsport, that is building branded websites, has disappeared on the basis that um, Facebook has, has 
appeared to people who have no technical skills or creative skills um, the ability to be able to communicate for themselves. That's not necessarily a good or a bad thing. Um, every, pretty much every Facebook page uh, looks the same as, as everybody else's, unless you happen to be in a two-byte character environment, like um, uh, Japan, Japan or China yeah. or, or um, the, the, the UAE or something like that, where you're using complicated characters, and it's reversed, where yeah. suffice to say that a lot of people are just seeing that Facebook is the only solution they require to tell their marketing message out there, um, and perhaps they need to go through that period of self-empowerment. Uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't replace the website, because the website creates it has the ability for you to be able to um, make a very strategically, uniquely designed, branded thing, and I think we, yeah, what we're starting to, what, what, on. where I where I see that some of the work that I'm doing is going to move to is just very cleverly designed splash screens that take you off to all their other social media components and this and that, um, because you can design it. And basically, it's a perfectly designed Photoshop screen, but. Uh, that that's what appears to be happening at the moment, folks. Uh, but in terms of what Facebook is, is just a quick hit, in a, or a pointer. At least you know it will direct you off. It, it, it's you very, know, it's through a website or something. So yes, you know, I mean it has its uses. But I mean, it, as far as you know, opening up a dialogue, um, I'm not sure if it's terribly successful. The 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 one thing. I've always learned about designing websites and content is the last thing you want to do is once you get someone to your website is to give them a link to go away from your website. Mm. Once you've got them there, you've only got a small amount of, of, of mental retention. So um, on the basis they are going to do that, we can see that their people will hang on a site for about two or three minutes or something like that before they click and do something else then we're better off to give them a quick visual impression. They go, wow, this is what that brand or experience or whatever we're, we're trying to do is. It come back to that as like, you know, think of it as the, as the, as the island that you, 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 mm. you, you bring your boats up to yeah. and each boat represents additional different social media. You go down a Twitter boat or you go off an Instagram boat or the Facebook boat, but you come back to that central point. But this... The power of self-involved and um, uh, self—the um, ability for it's people who who couldn't do this stuff before, who suddenly can—they feel very. Um, I find they feel very empowered, and I've had some interesting conversations with with good regular customers of customers of mine over the last few days, who, without being aggressive, are pretty much saying we're not going to pay anymore for you to do any of our stuff, because we can do it all ourselves. Well, well, I know, and I'm not about to say them, you, you couldn't craft a web page, even a single web page, with all the fine design and balance of topography and graphics and white space that I could do, and nor would Facebook allow you. But it doesn't deter their thinking. That's the way they want to go. So I don't know what the next thing is, folks, but it's still very much... It's... Well, it's like, every, it's like everything in the digital domain. It's still evolving and evolving very rapidly, and no-one's really got a handle on 
where it's going to end up. If in fact it does end up anywhere, it's you know, I suspect it's not going to end up anywhere. It's going to keep evolving, expanding. It's not like the traditional forms of communication or media, which you know sort of got to a point where they stabilised and and were fine tuned. This thing is constantly evolving and changing, and arguably or arguably not improving. Um, particularly as tech, you know, as technology not only improves but expands. You know, we get more bandwidth. You know, much incredible. You know, not exponential, but you know, the um, the, the speed of your connect, internet connection is is right rapidly. So particularly you know, the, yeah, NBN the, the, the faster the speeds, the more you can do. Don't, don't even bring up the NBN. JP, because that's a complete fucking fail. Oh, look, I'm not saying no, it's good or bad. I'm no, just no, saying... No, 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 this, this is not going If you're there. talking speed. No, no, the NBN is not a solution. We don't, we don't know where this is headed, much less where it's going. Yeah. I suppose, you know, it, can, it always comes down to the bath plug effect, you know, the, the, the hourglass effect, you know. We've got this much sand in the top, which is data. We've got this many users at the bottom which is the represent sands there, and how do we get that data through there? So the NBN and all these new techniques are trying to open up that data plug like that, so we widen the bath plug so we can get information down quicker. But conversely, what we're doing is coming up with cameras that do much higher resolution of content. Now we're starting to push 1080, 1080p video yes. around. You know, we're doing full HD video, playing back on devices which are in your hand. It's not like we need 1080p in our iPhone. No. Because it's, it's just it's completely ridiculous, but you know this, it's it's just it's just the way it is. It is. Well, the mantra for a long time has been content is king. Now, I agree with that, I, and I think hopefully that will be true in the end. But so far, um, it's not really been the case because you know what's going up, you know, on every digital domain is often crap. You know, the rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> Just because it can go there, and you know, Facebook and Twitter give everyone a voice—a voice that is heard in inverted commas around the world, potentially everywhere. That's not necessarily a good thing. You know, a lot of inaccurate information um, is propagated around the world. You know, because everyone has the opportunity to have their say and put their not only their their opinion. But report facts. You know, we've got this phrase that's come up: citizen journalists or journalism, which is actually well, it's verging on a non sequitur. You know, it, <laughs> journalism is something that that has guidelines and rules and and, and and ethics. You know, for good reasons built up over many years. You know, to the idea of being the most accurate report, reporting that's possible with the available facts. But when people are just able to fire off. Um, you get all sorts of inaccuracies, some of which are very damaging. And we saw that, you know, during the terrible um, Boston Marathon um, yeah. attack. You know, stuff was being set out immediately, you know, claiming this, that and the other. Yeah, and, totally you know, much true. of it yeah. um, already proved to be false. Mm. Um, and that's just one example of how, you know, too much access and too much... Well, it's not information, but too much alleged reporting of alleged information, you know, can be harmful. And that's why I'm getting back to what I'm saying, you know, hopefully, eventually, content will be king and proper content, you know, will, will out in the end that people will appreciate that, 
you know, some expertise and depth that's put into any kind of reporting is worthwhile chasing and not just blindly following what's on a Facebook or more particularly Twitter. I, I fear that won't be the case, however. Mm. You know, you, the access is too easy, you know, it's people, you know, have got too used to now just, you know, mouthing off about anything. And, and you see that, you know, some of the things that are put up on Twitter and Facebook are outrageous. Mm. And they would never be allowed in print or, you know, on television or on radio simply because they are just stupid, wrong, or more disturbingly, defamatory. Mm. But, you know, but we, so the world still hasn't got its head around how they handle the defamation um, that is just spewing across all the digital domains, not just the web, but all these other devices. You know, it, it, it's very interesting you say that, and if we, if we go back 50 years, we would, it would ring in everyone's ear where there was a statement that says, a picture, a picture says a thousand words. Mm. And we, we, would, we, would, we would respect that. Yet today, I fully agree with what, what Mark's saying here, is that um, a picture doesn't. No. A thousand words are better than a picture. And in fact, I, I enjoy to sit down and read in the morning and I have a, a fairly sort of, you know... Routine. Routine. Thank you, JP. Routine what I... Over coffee, the various websites and, 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 and words that I read and I enjoy reading the words. Um, so I think... You know, and I, we have not mentioned before on this, this podcast, my quite uh, my enjoyment of one of your, um, probably someone you'd work with in Formula One, Joe Saywood, if I've got his name right. I, mm -hmm. I, I find him a bit of a, <laughs> you know, a bit of an enigma. He, he loves to write, but he, and and in fact of of recent days, reading. He, much stuff which is not related to Formula One, which makes him more, more of a bit of a, a travelogue guy that happens to go to a Formula One race with an opinion on. I like reading text, and and your columns, folks, give insight as his does to stuff, and I think that's that's. Well, but that's back to journalism. Yeah, okay? it, it, it is. It is exactly it exactly right. It is back to journalism. And, mm. and JB, you and I have no um, background in journalism. I suppose we're doing it maybe through a little bit of audio journalism, journalism. but we certainly, uh, I, I, for one, have, have great respect for those who have the ability to be able to, no, to, to write and tell stories. Well, words paint a picture. They can paint a picture. It's just what picture they paint. You know, they can paint a very bad or horrible picture but they can also um done well paint a very good picture and um yeah as, as you said the old saying a picture is worth a thousand words is not entirely true but together you know good words and good photos are an unbeatable combination and Absolutely. you you like me like reading and you like to read well written stuff particularly obviously um some of that's generational. It's like I just got the latest copy of Motorsport magazine in the mail today. I've already read the magazine 
because they do a digital edition. That would be the one with Ayrton on the front, on the yes, cover. Yes, the centre on the cover. Um, and it's fine, you know, as soon as it's published, the instant it's published in the UK, it comes up on my iPad and I read it, and it's okay. But for me, to read it on the, on the iPad, it's just not as satisfying. No, it's not. And it just well, doesn't look as good. But I've got the magazine today and it's had a, um, a redesign, mm. and it just it is just so much better just visually, not to even mention, tac, you know, the tactile nature of it. But there is a difference, but I'm prepared to acknowledge, you know, that is very much a generational thing. Indeed. Uh, on, that, on, the, on, on that redesign, that's interesting. On the redesign, are you... Sorry not to interrupt you, but what, on that redesign, I, I find redesigns, initially, I, I go, you've, you've, you've upset me. But mm. um, invariably... One or two months later, or two issues later, I won't have noticed it. Um, well, what what did you feel with this one? I think it's quite good. It's it's contemporary, but it retains the elements of motorsport. You know, the um, motorsport magazine signature, of course, is the the green cover, and they've retained that in the masthead, but they've brightened up the cover and inside. You know, the layout is much fresher. It's different. But it's fresher, and I don't think they've destroyed the essence of the magazine. The, 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 the balance of stories, the quality of the journalism hasn't changed. So I think they've done a good thing by, you know, moving it along a bit. You know, it, it should have elements of its history going back, well, the magazine goes back to 1924, but it's got to move on. If it looks the same as it did when I started reading it 40 years ago, um, well... You know, it's never going to progress and it's not going to drag in a new readership. Exactly. With the old green and white stripes. Well, mate, yeah. we're going to have to wrap it up because JP's got to go to Kangaroo Island. But look, <laughs> stay around, folks, because I'll take you another. Well, you, better, you better hop to it. Oh, take, very good, folks. Take, stay on the line. We'll, we'll take your number. And, you know, but he may rue the day. Oh. As, as, as an R-O-U-X. I'm going overseas, folks. Uh, do you have to have a passport? Apparently. Have you noticed folks is actually testing one of those new Google glasses? We've <laughs> <laughs> got the green glow. Yeah, aren't they a good glow? Yeah. Fantastic. Can't be any worse. Well, I've got to go. Yeah, right. Because it's, you know, it's 20 right. past 10 for God's sake. Lovely to talk to you again. All right, folks. boys. Good to chat. We'll catch you soon, hopefully. And uh, No worries. Good night, Before viewers. You've just been listening to, or you've just missed... Radio Hotline. Episode 244. 44. The 44's come up again. 44. And you know, I went the other day. He wants to go and now he doesn't get, No, I just had to put this in to get some fish and chips. And guess what number I got? 44. Oh, 44. Must be, must be the reason why, he, why he won the fucking lowest category of the WEC Championship. <laughs> Thanks a change from 666, I suppose. It does. Right, folks. <laughs> right on. Good night, viewers. Good night, viewers.